You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Then Queen Air, who stoked up wider. They sprint up at the 350. Pavitra led by a length. She's extreme. Zenzella, Queen Air, and then Foxy Cleopatra. It's Pavitra. 200 metres to go. Car draws the whip. She's extreme on the inside coming at her. She's extreme. Grab Pavitra. Queen Air. She's extreme coming clear. Three quarters a length. Pavitra. And she's extreme for Anthony Cummings. The Cummings name lives on in the Oaks. She's extreme by a length. Pavitra. Queen Air. Zenzella. What an amazing performance yesterday. She's extreme. What a star uh, horse it is in the Cummings family name. Just rolls on beautifully. The Flemington Carnival kicking off tomorrow. We've got the Darley Sprint, which is an epic race. And a favourite of us here at SEN at all times is Tasmanian legend, the iconic Craig Froggy Newitz. Join us again this morning. Good morning, Froggy. Good morning, guys. Great to have us here, mate. Look, you've um, you've had a pretty good week and a half. I've I've watched it all closely. If we go back to Wednesday week, you're a little bit unlucky in the in the Bendigo Cup, sort of losing by less than a less than a head in that. You've won the Morning Peninsula Cup, Kitten Cup on Wednesday, uh, front running ride from yourself. Third in the Coolmore, Punos Notches, not too far away. Um, it's been pretty pretty decent sort of week and a half for you, mate. Yeah, it's been a pretty fruitful sort of week. I, I was starting to get a little bit worried there for a while. I thought any more seconds I'll turn into a minute, but <laughs> um, we managed to uh, we managed to get a few over the line there um, at, at Mornington, and then um, went to Bendigo and got the job done again. So hopefully we can uh, poke a couple more home at uh, Flemington on on Saturday. Now before we get to that, I just want to replay a little bit of audio when you're on with myself and AJ three or four weeks ago. Sort of convinced them to start all the, right. the we'll spring get... trip and just keep him fresh, and it almost worked the other day in the Dane Hill. Uh, I think one more stride, he, he would have nailed Giggy Kick, who I think is going to run. He'll run a cheeky race in the Everest Saddles. He, he's a high class horse himself. Now that was that was Craig Newitt tipping us all in the Giga Kick at twenty to one, of course, in the um, in the big one up in Sydney, of course. And I can assure you, Craig, uh, you got my money on that occasion. Giga Kick, you get to have another look at it tomorrow. Um, I find the race tomorrow a fascinating race. It's obviously led by the champ, of course. Um, I mean, it's. It's become this Saturday has become one of the events, I guess, of the of the year now. The Champion Sprint looks a beauty. Nature Strip headlines it, uh, but you've got something interesting. Lofty Strike. What can you tell us about about the three year old? He's uh, he's a very very nice horse. Um, 
whether this sort of race comes around maybe 12 months too early for him, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, given time, um, he's going to match it with these horses. I've got, I've got no question. He's a, he's a lovely big colt. He gets the blinkers on for the first time. May have drawn the wrong side, which is a little bit of a concern, but I'm thinking he's probably going to be second half of the field, so we might be able to just whip across and hopefully get on the back of the right right horses. And um, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll he'll finish in the he'll figure in the finish somewhere. Well, what 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 do you the the race itself? It's a magnificent race, and this this day this Saturday now is becoming a huge huge event, isn't it, Froggy? Like it, the last two years things have really changed here. The old Emirates Day, as we called it, well, it's it has a different feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's sort of it's sort of gone from possibly the the third biggest day of the carnival to arguably the best now. Um, Derby Day has always been been down as the uh, the number one day, um, and then Melbourne Cup Day, and then obviously this day and Oaks Day sort of fades into the background. But um, the the way they've they've programmed this now with the switch around of the McKinnon and and a couple of other races um, and bump the prize money up, uh, this is I would say without a doubt the uh, best days racing in Victoria for the year. Because you've, you've just got all the all the good horses there on the one day. Froggy, speaking of prize money, mate, I'm looking at the Racing. dot com um, uh, profile for yourself, and I won't I won't announce the number, but it's made my eyes water. Um, I'm hoping you can help me. I'm 112 kilos currently. What what sort of regime would I need to get down to 52 so I can get amongst uh, <laughs> all this cash that seems to be floating around? <laughs> Um, I think if you amputate one of your legs and let yourself bleed out for a while, um, <laughs> you, may, you may you may be some some sort of hope. But um, <laughs> yeah, obviously this this time of year it's it's a big advantage to um, to be a lightweight rider. Hence the reason that's the reason I got on this colt tomorrow. Um, hence the reason I picked up a ride in the Melbourne Cup, albeit he, he didn't. Um, he wasn't right, um, but yeah, this time of the year, being a lightweight, uh, there's a lot of opportunities going. Mate, how do you how do you how do you maintain that that level of um, fitness and you know being a lightweight? There's there's obviously a lot a lot of sacrifice that goes into that from a you know diet, um, training. Talk talk us through a little bit of that sacrifice and what your what your weekly program looks like. Well, I'm one that um, I tend to keep naturally fit anyway because I, I basically race ride minimum five days a week. I, I, try, I try and average, I try and have 30 rides a week um, and that naturally keeps you fit in itself, hence the reason I've always been a natural sort of lightweight. So I tend to walk around about 54 or 55 kilos these days. Um, like I rode 53 on Saturday Um had a, had a little sweat to ride 53 uh, straight after the race, drank plenty of fluids. As I'm walking out of the track, they asked, or they didn't ask me, they just told me, they said, you're riding, you're riding one in the Melbourne Cup at 50 kilos. So straight away, I naturally <laughs> thought, oh, Jesus, it'll be interesting to see what weight I am when I get home. And I got home 54 and a half. So from Saturday to the Tuesday, I had to lose four and a half kilos. Um that was just a, a fair amount of treadmill and bike and then basically sweat the rest. 
So I come race time, I I basically drained every piece bit of fluid out of my body. Um, I was probably as dry as a seven day old pretzel, but um, managed to get the weight down, which I would say there would only maybe be less than five jockeys be able to do that in that space of time in, in Victoria or probably even Australia. So, mate, what's, so what's the... Re- to be a lightweight. What's, what's the recovery from that? Like, that that would be super draining on your body, you know, if you're sacrificing food and you're sweating all the all the fluid out. How do, how do you recover from that? Obviously, from a diet standpoint, you wouldn't be able to just woof back into, into normal foods. That would have to be a... A slow process. Um, yeah, well, I, I naturally, I normally give myself about seven to fourteen days to ride fifty kilos, and and can do it reasonably well. But when they sprung it on me, I, I only sort of had seventy two hours. So I basically, um, yeah, basically dehydrated myself to the absolute maximum. Um, so the recovery was basically just hydrolyte, uh, plenty of fluid, plenty of water. Didn't eat a hell of a lot for the next sort of 24 hours. Went and had a big feed yesterday. Um, so now I'm walking. I'm, I got on the scales this morning. I'm, Zach, I'm spot on 53 and a half. So I've recovered pretty well. And uh, this cult tomorrow's got 53 and a half. So there won't um, there won't even be any. I won't even need to have a sweat to ride this horse tomorrow. So that's a, that's a big bonus. Before we uh, talk about your other couple of r- rides tomorrow, um, can I take you back to the Melbourne Cup ride on Tuesday? Um, if you'd said to me halfway around the course, um, you'd got across without too much trouble, sitting behind the leaders on the rail, um, I thought you looked like you were travelling all right. The concern was clearly going to be the wet track. Um, how did you feel halfway around, just sort of in behind the pace? Uh, going out of the straight the first time, I couldn't have been happier. Sort of bounced, sort of stayed out of most of the ruckus early and put him into a good spot. And the team had really filled me with confidence that the horse was going to run a big race had he had he sort of got into that position. But clearly there was an issue with him. Um, the, the, the biggest downfall about our game is... Um, like they're, they're a beast, they're, they're an animal. Anything can happen. They can just have an off day and... I think I think the horse, to be honest, pulled up better than I did. So it's it, it was frustrating for him to drop out at, at the rate he did. And um, well, he didn't even feel, I didn't even let him finish. He, he went back that quick. So I, on the day there was there was clearly an issue with him because he he's not that slow. Um, and for him to drop out like that, there was clearly an issue. So he seemed to have pulled up really well. So I'm not sure what the team made of it but um just one of those things he, he he's clearly just had an off day let's go through your three rides tomorrow froggy uh you've got one in race two Shieldsy at about 20 to one uh over the 2000 meters the australian childhood foundation foundation trophy yeah going going okay in uh far inferior grade um but drawn a good gate Looks to get a reasonably good run, and hopefully we can get in the money somewhere. Uh, we talked about your ride in the champions, um, well, in the champions sprint, and you're, you're very, very, very feeling good about Lofty Strike. You've got another ride uh, at the end of the day um, for Kenny Keys. 
Lampika, which you've you won on recently. Yeah, um, I was really excited about this horse's chances, especially drawing the outside gate down the straight. But watching the races yesterday, most of the winners sort of came up the inside the middle, so I'm not sure how the outside's going to go. But if the outside's the place to be, uh, I'm very confident this horse can win. Um, one very good fresh, and then the other day just had no luck, got polaxed early, moved into the race around the corner and just, just blew out a little bit late with this race in mind. So she'll um, she'll have a stalking run sort of midfield, um, and at $23, you could do a lot worse than have something on her. And what does the next uh, couple of weeks look like for for you, Froggy? I mean, you rarely have too many breaks. You ride as much as anybody. Um, do you sort of get into Sandown next week and, and see what you can pick up there? Is there is there a ride in the book over the next couple of weeks you're really excited about, apart from tomorrow, of course? Um, not not so much really excited about. There's plenty of rides. Um, going to... Uh We've got going to Packenham tonight for one, which I think can win. Then uh, same again to Benalla. Um, going there for one, which I think can win. Uh, next week, Sandown. I'm riding a uh, a really nice horse called the Unicorn, which I won on at uh, Mornington the other day. We'll go up there this morning. She's improved since her run, so she'll obviously take a step up in grade. But, yeah, there's not... Um, there's not anything really special to look forward to, but plenty of rods, plenty of nice rods, and hopefully uh, a good one will pop up. Do, do you love it still the same, Froggy? 20 years you've been uh, rolling now, probably a little over 20 as an apprentice that sort of lobbed at Devonport um, way back then. Is the, is the enjoyment still the same for you? Yeah, it is. Um, I've sort of got my priorities a lot, lot, um, lot a lot, the other way around now, especially with uh, four boys and, and another one due in less than a month. Um, so they're my priority from now on. But, um, yeah, I do. I really enjoy riding. I love the competition. Love the love the thrill of winning and, and um, just trying to find that next good one that um, can hopefully take, uh, take myself and my family on a world holiday. That'd be nice. What about eight or ten seater now at your place with your fifth child coming up, mate? <laughs> now, we've got a seven seater, which I've uh, I've told Bree uh, suits us perfectly. Not sure about uh, trying to find an eight seater, but um, we'll see how we go. Craig New, thanks so much for joining us here on SEM Breakfast. No worries. Breakfast for Amy, the doers of insurance and Harrison agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We're live on SEN Tassie across Tasmania and the SEN app. Let's go to a break. We'll be back shortly. Flash and Jeevesy with you.